Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. This is going to be episode 180 of The Informed Catholic, 2020, episode 180. So uh, before we begin, please subscribe and share to my podcast. It would be a great help, a great help, please. Um, This would let Spotify and Anchor, I distribute my podcast through them, uh, they will let them know that you like this podcast, this program. And also it would let all the other platforms like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many others that you like it. So it would get distributed even more and it will be a great help. Now, before we begin, uh, let's start with a prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. St. Joseph, guardian of the church and terror of demons, pray for us. St. Thomas More, pray for us. St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. St. Augustine, pray for us. And St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, mostly my podcasts, I do a lot of commentary. I focus on a lot of Catholic things, Catholic subject matter, uh, I look at the political sphere from a Catholic perspective. Um, but, you know, it. this is, like it says, it's called the Informed Catholic. So this is what it's all about. And I try the best I can to make it interesting. And I, uh, I read different uh, articles and compare the articles and I share it with you guys. Uh, I think that's a big healthy way of looking at a situation, a problem and trying to solve the problem, get past all the rhetoric, uh, the propaganda rhetoric and everything. So I hope it's a great help. And uh, I hope this is something that could be useful to everybody. And, you know, I I do. Right now, a lot of politics is involved because we are in a political, uh, a very uh, heated up election year. And I think some sanity is needed. And I I hope I'm a great help. So let's, uh, let's begin. All right. So this is, uh, the message from father Richard Heilman, um, high alert. Our country and planet is facing a tipping point. He's with the pre, uh, for grace force. Like I said, uh, if I said it earlier, I hope I did, um, you know, getting people to pray the rosary for America, for pro-life, things like that. Anyway, let's get into this message. High alert, our country and planet is facing a tipping point. Understand why this election will throw us in one of the two directions that will make or or break our country. A tipping point is the critical point in a situation, process, or system beyond which a significant and often unstoppable effect or change takes place. Are we facing a tipping point? I would, I would, I would say yes. It was just after World War II that Joseph Stalin, 
the leader of the communist Russia was quoted as saying, listen to this carefully, America is like a healthy body and its resistance is threefold. It's patriotism, it's morality, and it's spiritual life. All right? If we can undermine these three areas, America will collapse from within. Joseph Stalin. Now, let me read that again. All right? It was just after World War II that Joseph Stalin, the leader of the communist of communist Russia, was quoted saying, America is like a healthy body and its resistance is threefold. It's patriotism, it's morality, and it's spiritual life. If we can undermine these three areas, America will collapse from within. Joseph Stalin. I, I would agree with that. I have to say I would agree with that. That is, that's exactly what's happened. You can't be patriotic anymore. Look at what they did. They, they, they pulled down the statues. You got some politician like Andrew Cuomo saying America wasn't so great. You even had Joe Biden. America never lived up, its, up, to, up to its potential. It never, it never lived up to its true potential. I mean, you have all these politicians, they're saying it. And you have all these professors and teachers in the universities who are teaching this crap. So destroy the patriots, destroy the confidence of the country, right? And then destroy, destroy the morality of the people, the morale of the people from within. Okay, confidence in your country and destroy the 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 structure basically of confidence, um, critical theory, critical racism, Hispanic studies, black studies, gay studies, all those all all those other things that they teach to basically that's always constantly anti-American. All right. That's that's what you get. And so the campaign to collapse America began. I'm continuing. Reflecting on 1965, this weekend, this is Father Hellman talking, I held up a copy of Life magazine from that year. The image on the cover showed a baby in the womb. The caption on the cover read, Drama of life before birth. Yes, the science was in long before 1965. We all knew that was life. This was an era when, when, as I put it, we knew better. 1965 was also the year that the Supreme Court Griswold versus Connecticut legalized the use of birth control. There you go. Having removed the consequences to sex outside the sanctity of marriage, the sexual revolution exploded on the scene and America would receive a major blow in favor of Stalin's plan for its collapse. It, it was on its way. All right, the communists, they were already communists in this country. There was already communist parties. They already infiltrated the, the, they infiltrated the school system 
the education system, uh, the churches, they already went for, they were already working on it really hard. Okay. It was already all in there. So 1965, now we know, we've heard that uh, during the Amy Coney Barrett um, sort of like cross-examination that all the Democrats were giving her, the, the Supreme Court's Griswold versus Connecticut, uh, it was to legalize birth control. And that's when birth control got legalized. The Supreme Court heard about that. So this was the first, is interesting, this was in 1965. In 1973, you're going to hear it in, his, in this article, was the year that uh, Roe versus Wade got legalized. But between that, he doesn't mention here in his article, but I, I, I wish he did, 1970 was when New York legalized abortion. 1973 is when it became national. Okay, so 1970 and 1973, only like three, maybe three and a half years apart, however you want to count it, that's, that was the time. But it had to start, there had, there had to be a, a earlier when the trigger was pulled. Okay, okay, let's continue. Let's read this part again. 1965 was also the year that the Supreme Court, Supreme Court Griswold versus Connecticut, legalized the use of birth control having removed the consequences of, to sex outside of the sanctity of marriage, the sexual revolution exploded on the scene, and America would receive a major blow in favor of Stalin's plan for its collapse. Oftentimes, I do my best to be open to what God is trying to show me. Lately, I found myself struck by all the talk of Biden serving 40, for 47 years, well, I discovered he was also the 47th vice president. Interesting. This had me ask myself whether this was the 47th year of something or other. Very, very good. Very good. I like that. S simple math brought me to 1973. This is the 47th anniversary of the demonic Supreme Court decision called Roe versus Wade. 1973 was the year our country sold its soul to the devil by legalizing the killing of children who were once protected in the most loving and safe place in the universe, a mama's womb. Now it is a killing field. See, 1973. But New York was the first city that actually legalized abortion before, 19, before Roe versus Wade. It was 1970 that would the the legalization of upstate New York in the New York uh, capital, Albany. That's where it was legalized. It would bring the argument to the court in 1973 decision of Roe versus Wade. He doesn't know it, but that's fine. At least I do know it, and I wish he did. Right? It would have made his article very interesting because then from 1970 to now, when the uh, the coronavirus came on the scene is 50 years. And you will find in like the book of Jeremiah and Ezekiel that a plague hit Israel after 50 years that they've been practicing child sacrifice. It's very interesting that now we have a plague similar to the way it was in the Bible. Very interesting. <laughs> 
All right, let's go. Let's continue. This was the year Our Lady of Akita gave a stern warning to us through Sister Agnes Sasagawa. Sasagawa. Okay, this is the uh, Lady of Akita apparition. All right, this is the 19, I think, uh, 1973. All right. My dear daughter, this is the, the, the apparition message. My dear daughter, listen well to what I have to say to you. As I told you, if men do not repent and better themselves, the Father will inflict a terrible punishment on all humanity. It will be a punishment greater than the deluge. That's the flood of Noah, such as, the, as one will never have seen before. Fire will fall from the sky and will wipe out a great part of humanity, the good as well as the bad, sparing neither priest nor faithful. The survivors will find themselves so de desolate that they will envy the dead. Each day recite the prayer of the rosary with the rosary pray for the Pope, bishops and priests. The work of the devil will infil uh, infiltrate even into the church in such a way that one will see cardinal opposing cardinals and bishops against other bishops. The priests who venerate me will be scorned and opposed by their confers, the, their fellow priests. Churches and, and altars sacked. The church will be full of those who accept compromise and the demon will press many priests and consecrate souls to consecrated souls to leave the service of the Lord. Our Lady did not reveal anything to Sister Agnes Sasagawa since then, until just before we entered 2020. Wow, it's getting interesting. All right, so that was the message from 1973. And now we're going to reach something tonight. And uh, again, Sister Agnes did not receive anything. Sister Agnes Sasagawa did not receive any other message until 2020. Now we're going to October 6, 2019, the vigil of Our Lady of the Rosary. Sister Agnes Sasagawa received another message, which is the first since 1973. Our Lady's Jonah-like Jonah -like message to Sister Sasagawa was to put on ashes and pray a repented rosary. Also note, October 6, 2019, beginning of the Amazon, Amazon, Amazonian Synod, Pachimama comes on stage. The Synod of Bishops for the Pan-Amazonian, Pan-Amazonian, sorry about that, Pan-Amazonian region, met in Rome from 6th to 27th of October, 2019. Historians will long remember the parading and worshipping of a pagan idol only steps away from the bones of St. Peter during this synod. So, October 6th is the Vigil of Our Lady of the Rosary of 2019. October 6th is also the beginning of, of of the uh, Pan-Amazonian Synod and will be the appearance of Pachimama 
on the Vatican grounds, just feet, just a few feet away from the altar of St. Peter, where the bones of St. Peter lay. And he, this is this is what uh, Father uh, Father Hellman says here. This little little uh, little kind of like side note: you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> okay, October 6, twenty nineteen, possible date of COVID nineteen event. I. I'm, I knew it. I knew it. Reports surfaced that there was no cell phone activity in a high security portion of the Wuhan Institute of Virology from October 7th through October 24th, 2019, indicating that there may have been a hazardous event on or about October 6th. The Pope brings in the pagan idols on Vatican ground in the papal gardens a few feet away from where the altar of St. Peter is, where the bones of St. Peter, the first Pope laid on October 6th. And then suddenly on October 6th in Wuhan, China, at the same time, that this 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 pagan nonsense was beginning in the Vatican grounds. A virus breaks out. You can't make it up. He's right. The chastisement was beginning. In this challenging year of 2020, has God in his mercy allowed us to pass through a minor tribulation in attempt to wait, awaken us, awaken our courage, awaken our faith. My friends, the choice is clear. There are two forces at war, and we must choose. One, Stalin's force, undermine patriotism, morality, and, spirit, and spiritual life in order to destroy America. In other words, the infiltrated Democratic Party. The Democratic Party is the Achilles heel of America. I believe that. Number two, grace force. Do everything you can to under the power of God's grace to unite yourself with those who truly love our country, who are living in the high life of strong morals and who are worshiping in thanksgiving of our God who has bestowed on us every spiritual blessing in the heavens and on earth. Okay. And then he, here's a, here's a, uh, something for his sermon here. I'm going to play it. Why not? I'll play it. All right, here we go. Everyone. So I'm your pastor. I'm a shepherd and I've been emphasizing this recently to try to put in context um, my motivations, especially during this very tumultuous time that we live in. So as a shepherd, right, he keeps watch over the sheep, right, but he looks for those threats to their safety, to their lives, the wolves who are looking to devour them. I've noticed I'm, I'm doing this with my hands. I must have been watching a lot of ra rallies lately. But um, when I start doing this, you know, so... But anyways, um, so that's what I'm up to, okay? And I love you, 
I hope you know that. I mean, I love you. And uh, love, if, if it's real, okay, has concern for your safety, for your lives. Okay. So, I want to place a major warning bell on the time that we're living in right now. Uh, I, I heard someone speaking and they used the, the, the term a tipping point and I went, perfect. I mean, that's it. And I actually quickly went to Webster's Dictionary. All right. So here's what Webster said a tipping point is. The critical point in a situation, process, or system beyond which a significant and often unstoppable effect or change takes place. And I went, perfect. My brothers and sisters, this is what we're facing. Now here's how my brain works, and this is what I'm observing, and uh, you can take it or leave it, I hope you take it. But I always look at what God's up to or what God's been up to, and I oftentimes notice, and certainly through salvation history, God has done this over and over again, but I oftentimes notice that he uses dates and, and things like that, I think, to solidify what he's trying to tell us. So, I've been noticing a lot about one candidate has been in office for 47 years. What has he done? While the other one, look what he's done for 47 months. I don't know why, but the, the uh, number 47 struck me. And I started browsing around and realized that one of the candidates, while in office for 47 years, was made the 47th Vice President of the United States. I'm going, okay, you're starting to get my attention. And then I thought to myself, well, if this is a, if this is a 47 year, what happened 47 years ago? Do the math. 1973. Okay, I think you all understand what that means. That was the, um, the year our country made a deal with the devil. Where it became a law of the land that innocent little children in once a place that was the most loved and protected place in all the universe, a mama's womb, was now a killing field. 47 years ago, we opened up that portal. We made a decision collectively as a country. And under our watch, especially guys my age watch, right? We allowed this to persist being the country we all know that leads the way throughout the world, sets the stage, is the model and example for others to follow, the whole world opened up to allow these precious little innocent children to be slaughtered under our watch 47 years ago. 
In the years leading up to that, the stage was set. Joseph Stalin, who was the leader of the communist Russia, in the years following World War II, was quoted as saying this, America is like a healthy body, and its resistance is threefold. It's patriotism, it's morality, and it's spiritual life. If we can undermine these three areas, America will collapse from within. Speculated some time after the years following World War II. And so the campaign began. I've been reflecting upon the, you heard me say this, but a song, there's so many I love from that era. Mom played the radio through the house when we were growing up. And I always say these uh, suave and duvenier crooners like Sinatra and Dean Martin. Well, this one that struck me was Mac the Knife by Bobby Darin. But it threw me back to understand what was the era like back then. We reflected on this last weekend. So I'm not going to repeat all that. But just to say, that was an era in which we knew better. I brought this along. I commented on it on social media, and somebody went to eBay and got it for me. This is Life Magazine, 1965. And what is it? Does it say, the drama of life before birth, 1965. We knew the science. Okay, there's their God, right? We knew the science. We knew better. We were great patriots with strong morals and zealous spiritual lives. Everybody went to church in this year. Okay? Interesting to note, this was the same year the Griswold versus Connecticut decision came in. You can now take drugs or whatever. Birth control. And then the explosion, the volcano erupted. Now with consequences no longer at bay. Let's do this thing. Let's indulge the flesh as we've never done before. Maybe not since the times of Sodom and Gomorrah. The explosion of the sexual revolution. <clears throat> Leading to what? Eight years later. Now, if the pill didn't work, kill the baby. The consequences removed. Immorality runs rampant. 
people losing their way, people becoming irreligious, people joining ranks with those who not only deny religion, but war against it. 47 years ago, interesting to note that in that same exact year, Our Lady visited Sister Agnes Sisagawa, Akita, Japan, in that year in which we made a decision to make a deal with the devil and to kill those unprotected, defenseless little ones. Now 1.7 billion worldwide. And Our Lady gave this message, this warning. My dear daughter, listen well to what I have to say to you. As I told you, if men do not repent and better themselves, the Father will inflict a terrible punishment on all humanity. It will be a punishment greater than the deluge, such as one that uh, has never been seen before. Fire will fall from the sky and wipe out a great part of humanity, the good as well as the bad, sparing neither priests nor faithful, the survivors will find themselves so desolate that they will envy the dead. Each day recite the, the prayer of the rosary. With the rosary, pray for the pope, bishops, and priests. The work of the devil will infiltrate even into the church in such a way that one will see cardinals opposing cardinals, bishops opposing bishops. The priests who venerate me will be scorned and opposed by their confreres. Churches and altars will be sacked. The church will be full of those who accept compromises. And the demon will press many priests and consecrated souls to leave the service of the Lord. 47 years ago, In the year we made the deal with the devil, Our Lady never spoke to Sister Agnes Sinsagawa until recently. October 6th of this past year, the the message came and it was just this. Put on ashes Pray a repentant rosary. That was day one of the Amazon Synod. Where we all looked on in horror. Especially the days leading up to it. Well, we're probably going to uh, solidify that uh, those in mortal sin can go ahead and receive communion. Uh, We're going to get rid of celibacy for priesthood. the male priesthood is eliminated, and so on and so forth. All this talk, all these threats came in that period of time between August 5th and day one of the Amazon Sit and October 6th, the exact day that Our Lady, since 1973, spoke up once again, August 5th, we understood now 70% say that's not God on that altar. 
instead of taking that as a warning bell to sound across this world that we need to change our ways. We need to repent. We need to do something, anything. No. No, no, let's talk about getting rid of celibacy. Let's get talk about getting rid of male uh, priesthood. Let's talk about you know, devo- um, uh, communion for those in mortal sin. Oh, wait a minute. Let's worship pagan idols in the center of the Catholic Church. Steps away from the altar in St. Peter's Basilica, under which carries the bones of our first Pope, St. Peter. On October 6th, the same day the warning came. And if if you believe some reports, because these have not been refuted, cell phone activity was gone from October 7th to October 24th, indicating that some event happened on October 6th in the Wuhan lab in China. As we're heading in to this 47th year. A tipping point. These are the ones we've suffered through this year. Let's recall Joseph Stalin's quote. America is like a healthy body and its resistance is threefold. Patriotism. How many of you are afraid to put a flag out in your yard? Or on your car? How many of you are afraid of supporting a movement in our country right now to restore patriotism? How many of you were aghast as rioters got into the face of our fighting, heroic law enforcement officers and shouted them down? Resistance is threefold. The patriotism, the morality... Forty years later, after the deal with the devil in 1973, a great pope resigned only days after the 40th anniversary. This was a pope that was pulling us back in, helping us to understand who we are as Catholic Christian people, how we are called. In recent days, in recent years, mortal sinners can go ahead and have communion. Now, people in gay marriages can have civil unions. A seeming endorsement as the one candidate has already, as a Catholic, stood up and officiated at not one, but two gay marriages. 
a documentary is going to be released today. That first of all, pokes at, says the leader of the movement that is pulling us back to patriotism, morality, and spiritual life is not a Christian because he protects our borders. And at the same time, seems fine with gay, with gay unions. Okay. There's the ambiguity, okay, that allows someone to walk out the back door if they're ever confronted. Yet every major publication throughout this world interpreted it for our worldly citizens that we just got an endorsement from the leader of our church and no explanation followed. Where's the answer to the dubia? Where's the McCarrick report? We're left in confusion. I've been saying that this evil has manifested itself. Now I'm talking about the whole world. I'm not talking about just the church. In two ways. Rage and division. I thought about it later and I said, wait, that's just the definition of the devil himself. Rage and division. Aren't we seeing that even in our families? The, the, the new way in our culture right now, no questions asked, just get in someone's face and shout them down, tell them what an awful person they, they are, and then have nothing to do with them from that point on. That's been conditioned into us, my brothers and sisters. Okay? The ruling class, the elites who own and operate all the levers of influence, have been instilling in you and I rage and division 24-7, minute by minute, every day. So if you tune into that, you're going to get indoctrinated in all likelihood. And, and your condition to rage at your neighbor and then leave them. And then, as I've been saying, we're accused of being divisive. Because why? Because we're not following the Joseph Stalin way as we should. Patriotism, morality, and the spiritual life. The spiritual life, he said. The belief in the supernatural power of God. The belief that with man it's impossible, with God all things are possible. The belief that we are one nation under God. We lose that. Fulton Sheen would remind us many times, we lose our country. And we are. Fulton Sheen understood it and so did Joseph Stalin. 47 years ago today, yet here we are, about to get a third Supreme Court justice that isn't an activist. It's not even, we don't even have to bother talking about pro-life or pro-death, because in 1973 that was activism. How dare you make a law that's, that comes out of the clear blue 
A belief that we've never held in all of our history, not just the, the nation, but the world. But because you want it, because you're progressive, because you've evolved, activism. We've got three new judges that aren't evil activists. There's hope. My brothers and sisters, we're facing a tipping point. We can continue fast-tracking in the direction of recovering patriotism, morality, the spiritual life in our country. We can be about that movement. Okay? Or we can fall to the errors of Russia, of what we were warned in Fatima. Stalin blatantly spoke these. Some... 30 years after Fatima. He exposed his hand. And we see it in spades all around us. Jesus was asked today in the gospel, what's the greatest commandment? First of all, I'm going to tell you once again, I'm going to remind you once again, the satanic Bible, here's their commandment. Do what thou wilt should be the whole of the law. Do whatever you want. Okay? What's our commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. And the second follows it naturally, supernaturally. Love your neighbor as yourself. Rage and division is the devil. Okay? We are charity and unity. We're love and unity. Please, please, don't fall prey to the devil and become divided. That doesn't mean you're called to compromise. That's, that means you're called to get on board with the force that is zealous for recovering our country once again, standing athwart the heirs of Russia. And so we're called to you to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. What do you want me to do, Lord? I'll do it. I love you so much. You'll see, this is the, that, that first gift of the Holy Spirit that brings all the rest. Fear of the Lord. Awe and wonder. I'm afraid of offending you. You're amazing. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. And then you know what will happen? The second is like it. He says, you know what will happen? You'll love your neighbor as yourself. St. Teresa of Lisieux said, Jesus flooded the darkness of my heart, my soul, with torrents of light. Love filled my heart. I forgot myself. And henceforth I was happy. I don't know about you, I want to be happy. I want you to be happy. Okay? Let all that love in. Let it all in. Let it be a torrent. Let it flood your soul so that you receive fully the gift of awe and wonder before God, afraid of ever offending Him, wanting nothing more than to please Him. And so what? So that you turn to your neighbor in all love. You forget yourself. 
I have a degree in psychology. I'm going to boil it all down for you right now. The cause of suffering and pain and depression, sometimes leading to suicide, is because they're so focused on themselves. The healing comes when we forget ourselves and say, you know what? It's you that matter, not me. And then I was happy, she said. And then I was no longer struck with sadness and depression. You see, here's where it comes. And, and this is the words of hope that I want to leave you with right now. We all want to be happy. Okay? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We knew what that meant in 1965. We need to recover that. Neighbor looking out for neighbor. Don't worry about me. What do you need? That, see, that's the consequence. That's the, that's the end result. That's the evidence that you've let the love of God flood into your heart. And you found the source of all meaning and purpose in life. You found the deepest kind of joy ever. You're happy now. Because it's not about me, it's about you. When we get to that place, you know how connected we're going to be? You know how unified we're going to be? Do you know what a force to be reckoned with we will be if we recover what we knew in 1965 before Stalin and his commies invaded our country? So, brothers and sisters, open your hearts as St. Therese of Lisieux did. Let the light of his love flood your hearts. Let us become a people for others. And let us pray, God, heal our land. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in one God. All right. I thought that was beautiful. His message his message is very clear and he's right about that. At one time things were very clear. And slowly but surely because we're a very open society and we are very very open. Uh unfortunately, a lot of these socialists these uh, communist agents. Some people were duped. Some people didn't even realize they were working for the communists. That's that's a fact. And unfortunately, it affected our society. Um, I mean, patriotism, morality of family and life, and faith. Three very important uh protective layers and slowly they would be uh, it was it was being chipped away patriotism i mean uh, i mean i see it you hear like governor cuomo new york saying america was not so great uh, really your family did well here 
your family did perfectly well here. And there's a lot of people who think that way. I don't know why they believe it. I don't know why they think that way. I mean, just the other day, this uh, actor, uh, Latino actor, when he was talked uh, asked about Latinos for Trump, he said Latinos are tr- uh, Latinos for Trump is like roaches for raid. I can't even believe he said that. I mean, I can't even believe he said that. I mean, it's so disgusting. I mean, from some coming from someone who is Latino. To say something like that. Um, you know, I think it's John Legzonamo. I mean, I know I'm pronouncing his name wrong. I'm terrible with last names. It doesn't make any sense. Why would anybody think that way? I mean, everybody, America gives you what you want. It's funny how people can take the materialism, the material success, the material blessings that America can give them. But when it comes to being an American in their heart, it seems to be a lot harder. The part where Father uh, Richard Hellman, uh, he picked up a a Life magazine that had an image of a fetus. And, you know, at that time, 1965, when that magazine came out, people were awed by the mysteries and, and drama of life. And then all of a sudden... Uh, that's when that birth control thing got passed. And then a couple of more years later, uh, you had the uh, Roe versus Wade in 1973. But he didn't mention, of course, 1970, upstate New York passed uh, the abortion uh, uh, law first, the first bill for, for abortion, making it basically 50 years in the state of New York. And you know, of course, that's what caused that bill, that that argument, to go to to go to the Supreme Court. And you know, I mean, this is why I remember that book uh, by Rabbi uh, Khan. Um, he said that you know, because it hit the the COVID hit New York, the Wuhan virus hit New York very hard. Uh, from his understanding, it's because this is where it f- first started. You know the. The virus broke out in the biggest country in the world that had the largest abortions, all right? And then it came, it went, of course, to Europe, but it hit New York pretty hard at first. We had the highest death rates. I mean, you know, I didn't see ambulances and body bags being taken out and everything. So, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, dismiss it or being sarcastic about it. It's just that I don't know what to believe anymore. But still, yes, I do believe the virus is real. But I think the recovery rate is a lot higher. And I think maybe the majority of the death rate mainly are people who had preconditions, which most of the doctors, the reports say that. But anyway, he was right about how we understood. Our priorities were very clear back then. We understood. We understood what was going on. We understood the meaning of life. We understood the morality. We had patriotism. But what happened was for the last half century, everything was beginning inverted. All this critical theory, critical race theory, uh, you know, you know, turn everything inside out. It's been bad. I don't think we need any of that. And I think it shocked people when they, you know, this Black Lives Matter, this whole uh, you're a racist, even if you say you're not a racist, all that stuff has 
come back to haunt us because, you know, we allowed the schools to to run rampant with all this ridiculous crap. And then all of a sudden, you know, we had, you know, we, you know, we paid the price for it. We paid the price for it. You know, these kids, all these overspoiled hipster white kids, you know, of course, there's also Hispanic and black as well and Asian. But the fact is, is that they're all hipsters and the majority of them seem to be white kids, especially with the Black Lives Matter shirt and everything. It's this. It's just stupid. You know, in, in Palestinian culture now, we're also getting a, a, a large influence of Marxist ideology. And I noticed that a couple of years ago when uh, I saw a, a Palestinian flag with Marxist symbolism on it, uh, Soviet or communist symbol with the hammer and sickle, I thought it was ridiculous and stupid. But it makes sense because what else? Marxism is like a religion. You can have... Uh, a whole different ideology without God. You can have, uh, a, a, you know, zeal and everything without God involved. It makes it easier, but it basically will, I think, take you down a very dark path. I just saw a program where Edith Stein, it was a drama where she meets and talks with uh, Frederick Nietzsche. And Nietzsche just went mad. Because without God, without belief in God, where well, he tried to be his own God, I mean, he broke all his, everything that you can say could have been helpful, you know, he developed for himself, was basically a world without God, morality without God, justice without God, injustice without God, eventually drove him mad. He, he was a madman. And I think a lot of these people, event, eventually, you know, the, what this path that they're taking pretty much drives them mad. It, 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 you know, it, without God in your life, if you really want to go down that path, you're going to have to pay a lot of price. You're going to have to, you're going to have to really, you're going to pay the price. Frederick Nietzsche did. He paid the price. He went crazy. He went mad. You know, he was a madman. He was committed several times. Much of that life, that world, without God involved in your life, you're going to pay the price and you're going to, you know, learn, the, you know, the injustice that you've been spreading into the world. Marx, I think, went crazy. His, his own ideas went crazy. Frederick Nietzsche followed it. Stalin followed it. Hitler followed it. Uh, Mao Zedong followed it. Much of these men followed the influence. It drove them mad. I think Henry VIII, try, creating his own church, and tried to follow this theory, even though there was a he, he didn't deny believing in God. He just wanted to create his own church. I think it drove him mad. Killing people, killing anyone who dared to oppose him. You become your own God. You become your own death and destruction. And you're going to have to carry it and you're going to have to pay the price. All right. So this was uh, for today's uh, episode. I mean, you know, I'm glad I was able to play this for you. So God bless folks and be well. And uh, I'll try to come up with another one soon. God bless.